Before we get started, another warning here, some language warning. It just shows that uh, in space Steven. they can still hear you swear. <laughs> He's watched every movie more than once. He's Stephen Fennick. Go ahead. Make my day. He's watched the latest Disney movies with his kids, uh, but that's about it. He's Trevor Long. You talking to me? Together, they bring you the best movies you've never seen. I will look for you. I will find you. And I will kill you. Rent BioStream, the latest and greatest movies on Fetch. Watch on a big screen Hisense TV. The best movies you've never seen. The first rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. With Stephen Fennick and Trevor Long. This is the captain. Brace for impact. Hello and welcome to The Best Movies You've Never Seen. This is our latest episode. We are talking about aliens. My name is Stephen Fennick. I'm the movie nerd of the of the duo who's seen all of these movies at the movies and many times after. And I'm joined by my good mate who is building his movie knowledge and movie <laughs> library. Trevor Long, how are you, mate? I'm the alien of the movie uh, podcast industry. Okay. Let's be honest. I well, don't together we're aliens. Together, oh, okay. together, nice. yeah. That's the movie. Uh, aliens was released in 1986, written and directed by our man James Cameron. He, uh, the movie stars Sigourney Weaver. It was a sequel to Alien, which was released in 1979, and we'll explain why I think this is a better movie for the podcast. Oh. I think, well, I'll tell you right now. I think Alien was uh, directed by Ridley Scott. You need to explain to people why we're watching the sequel. It's very simple. I think Alien is a movie, great movie, but I think probably um, it's it's more a horror. It's it's not quite everyone's cup of tea. You know what I mean? It's a great movie. Well done, well directed, but I think not not everyone will get it. Not everyone appreciates it. Okay. And I I reckon you wouldn't have appreciated it. That's why I chose Aliens, which kind of gives you the background of what you need to know mm. and then presents like an action-packed movie that you think, oh, hang on, it's over. Oh, like yeah. something happens right, right, right. I think a better ride for you yes, than, fair than enough. the no, first one. I appreciate one. that. Yeah, the first one is brilliant, but uh, I reckon for you, this movie, this podcast is all about you, This what you would prefer, as I reckon, is this one. Now, uh, the Aliens was, as I said, re- written by James Cameron, now, uh, he was hired to write the screenplay by 20th Century Fox. But he has this, right? He wrote the script, but then he went off to make his uh, another movie. He actually went off to make The Terminator. He directed, wrote and directed The Terminator right. in 1984. And so what Fox decided to do, rather than saying, well, stuff you, we're going to get someone else to make this, they waited for him. 
Wow. They waited for Terminator because you know what that did? That would show Terminator. They said, let's see how Terminator goes. That'll uh, determine how good this bloke is. Yep. Terminator, of course, was a massive hit and showed his real his talent as a director. So that's when he, he picked up the reins after Terminator and then uh, he, he put his full attention to making sure nice. that Aliens was was completed and was it was a good movie, which it was. Yep. Now, you, I know for a fact you'd never seen this movie. Nope. So had you any impression of it? Did None. you know what Alien had – did the original Alien or, or the no, concept at I all? I got nothing. I really? feel like um, – uh, what's the movie we <laughs> – I feel like there's a movie we did that was quite alien, but maybe it was just Avatar. It was um, Fifth, Fifth Element, Avatar. Uh, yeah. I feel like I'm. I've, I feel like I could have put Sigourney Weaver in this movie. Well, together. Uh, Sigourney Weaver was in Avatar, and that was directed by James Cameron. So well, you're kind of on the right path. That's there. probably what, what yeah. allowed me to put that together. But okay. mate, other than that, I've got nothing. <laughs> so we I went think, from last week. Good, yeah. Me being last week fully you were invested, fully across it. Yeah. Having watched the movie probably more times than you. And now I am back yep. in my box. Back in back in the bin. All right. Well, this was a massive movie, massive hit. It won two Oscars. Wow. Best visual effects. Oh yeah. Best sound effects editing. Yep. Was nominated for Best Actress, Sigourney Weaver. Was nominated for Best Art Direction, Sound, Film Editing and Music Score by James Horner. But only won those two for visual effects and sound effects editing. But get this right. Aliens was never shown to test audiences because they were editing it and scoring it right until its theatrical release. So the studio was a little bit nervous. and But once they screened it for executives, it was very well received. And the uh, at the time, Fox needed a hit. And this was the hit that they. What how that they rare did. that is, not yeah, to screen it. Very, I think. Sounds very rare. Yeah, well, because I think they, because they saw James Cameron's success with with the Terminator, they thought, wow, this, that was a monster. Right. So let's get let this bloke just do what he needs to do. So I don't think they put any pressure on. Fair him. enough. Yeah. <laughs> this is your last exit before the freeway. We're going to get dive right into Aliens. But if you haven't seen it, you can watch it on Fetch. Absolutely. And uh, this movie is available on Disney Plus Plus, of course, to rent or buy on Fetch. And Disney Plus is just one of the many stable of streaming services available on Fetch. So your stands, your Netflix, your Paramount, Disney Plus, they're all there so that you can have one single box and get all the content that you would love to have. So whether it's watching free-to-air TV, recording free-to-air TV, watching subscription TV and recording that, watching movies, renting movies, watching your streaming content, the Fetch Box is your all-in-one entertainment box for your lounge room and for other rooms in the home because you can have multi-room, you can have multiple Fetch devices with the Fetch Mighty and the Fetch Mini pairing up to do wonderful things in your home. So look at it as a whole-of-home entertainment system and you can get Fetch through major internet providers as well. That's from Harvey Norman and JB Hi-Fi, fetchtv.com.au. All right. Righty, well now you've seen the movie, mate, through on Fetch. What what do you think of it? What were your impressions? It's not my kind of movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna tell you that okay. straight up. Okay. This was there's parts of it's like But it's like action and stuff like there's a lot of stuff happening in it. It's yeah. it's the supernatural, it's the it's the wrong, it's the, the whole it's alien, the alien things, stuff yeah, that kills right, me, right? Okay. I actually really like the story. Yeah. I, I think Sigourney Weaver's brilliant. She's a genius. Um, yeah. As is the little girl, my God. Yeah. Um, just weirdly, it's weird for someone so young to have such a small part in terms of script and things, but yep. to still play such a big role in a movie. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And so I like the story. I just don't like make-believe. And I really right. struggle with brutal, ugly make-believe. What's the bloody movie you watched with, which, which had a similar kind of alien 
had a face in it, and I said it looked like it, it alien. <laughs> that we've covered, yes. That we've done it. We've definitely was done it, a movie. Was it Fifth Element? Well, what happened in that? <laughs> oh, it was in. Uh, that was Bruce Willis. Remember when? Um, uh, so, with <laughs> the face, the the, the oh, predator, predator, predator. Yeah. yeah, like he's up there. I, that's why I looked up there. I thought to yeah. myself, predators. He's got his mask on. The, yeah, yeah. It's the it's the brutality <laughs> the of predator. someone's imagination yeah. with these alien creatures that absolutely freaks me out, right. and I don't like. So you got to remember though, this James Cameron's picking up something that someone's already created. Okay, I'm not James Cameron is. because. <laughs> Just, just so, just so you know, Alien, yeah, right, the first one, yeah, there's one alien in it, right. Okay, so spoiler alert, yeah, they land on LV four two six in that movie. Is Sigourney Weaver in that one? Yes, she is. Right, yeah. And one of one of the face huggers is on the guy. Bob Lake comes back on the ship with this thing yeah. on his face. He thinks he's okay. They're at dinner one night and something bursts out of his chest. That's the alien. Right. right? That's how it gestates yeah. in the human heart. Yeah. Right. They, there was one alien on the ship, and there was kind of like a Agatha Christie sort of one by one. They're all eliminated, right? right? Okay. Except Sigourney Weaver is the last one. This was called Aliens because there's multiple aliens. Yeah. So, yeah. so to be clear, um, don't hate the movie. Yeah, just not my style. Yes, love the broad principle storyline. Yep, think the acting's amazing, and uh, as is, we should we need a new column in the in the spreadsheet um, of <laughs> of rankings here, but. Testing, standing the test of time. This is huge. oh yeah. There's right. only one scene in this where I go, dude. It's at the very end the, where, the the, effects, where the ship, uh, the ship, where the ship's going it's like back. Like a cardboard in. cutout it's again. Horrible, back around. horrible. Yeah. Everything yeah. else is yeah. remarkable. You've got to yes. say James Cameron knows yes. how to pull together special effects people. Absolutely right. Now, would it surprise? Uh, hang on, what's your tweet? I don't, did we tweet the last movie? No, I, I don't think, think it did. Do you want no. to give us two tweets? <laughs> uh, my tweet <laughs> here is if if you're not into Make believe and aliens. <laughs> this is probably not for you. Yeah. But overall, aliens and I'd capitalize the S. Yeah. Is actually a really great story. Yeah. It's a, it's a bit of a ride. I, I, this, it's like this is one of the, this is a perfect example of a movie where it's that roller coaster you yes. know is going to thrill you. Yeah. And this delivers. Now I did watch this in the cinema. I tell you what I did. I remember having tickets to this um, previews. It was I had like five or six Ooh. tickets to the preview of this. You were already on the rot. And my mates, I said we've got to see this movie, right? So I yeah. took them all with me, me and five of my mates in the city at this premiere, and everyone just thought it just blew their mind how how they they loved it. And yeah, I've right. naturally seen it so many times, but. There is a special edition. I know you watch the theatrical edition. There is a special edition, which I reckon makes this movie 50 times better. It's an, only an extra 17 minutes in the movie. There's so much more in it. I'll explain later the little couple of key scenes that they left out. But I'm a fan of the special edition, which is actually the Blu-ray. If you buy the Blu-ray, you get a choice of watching the theatrical edition or the special edition, which has extra stuff which I think makes it better. But anyway, I know you're a fan of a shorter movie and that's why I did I checked on Disney Plus where you watched it and I knew that it was the theatrical cut. Just yeah. Sidebar and we yeah. won't discuss it here but we should um prom- Cross promote the fact that we have another podcast called Two Blokes Talking Tech. And if you yes. search that up, we do a whole bunch of other podcasts, including a private feed, which is just us chatting. Yeah. I think we should talk about special editions, Blu-rays, and streaming 
in the private feed. Because Absolutely. Because I think it's a fascinating, yeah. untapped world. Yes, it is. Absolutely <laughs> right. Happy to do that, mate. Let's get on to the casting call and Sigourney Weaver yep. plays Ripley. I've met her. You know. <coughs> really? Met her and interview, interviewed her. Sure She's lovely. A She's lovely. I do have a photo. <laughs> and I remember I was at the – when Alien was first released on Blu-ray is when I interviewed her mm. and uh, Avatar was also coming out. And I interviewed her about that and also sat at a round table with her and I was sitting, do you know how there's those eight seats on a table where all of us were sitting and I happened to have the seat right next to her? And I remember just look, looking at them thinking, that's Sigourney Weaver. <laughs> I just, she was talking, I just wasn't listening. I was just thinking, that's Sigourney Weaver. Anyway, I was a bit starstruck. But yes. you know what? Would it surprise you to learn, though, that after she made Alien, which was her very first movie, by the way. What? Alien was her first movie and it was a massive hit, right? So hit the ground wow. running, right? She uh, she was also in Ghostbusters, which we've covered. Yep. And yep. Avatar, which we've covered. Right. right. So she's got a solid resume. Yeah. She had been approached many times about about reprising the role of Ripley. Ripley from Alien, okay. right? Yep. She and she rejected it a number of times. Like Fox were begging her, let's do a sequel. And it wasn't until James Cameron came along with his script and she she saw the quality of the script where she said, right. She did love this that again, the strong focus on Ripley. And also that sort of mother-daughter bond between her character oh, okay, and Newt. Yeah. That's what really appealed to her. Yep. She thought, right, I'm in. And uh, the James Cameron wrote her character how she wanted her character to be. Wow. Uh, Michael Bean plays Hicks. And he's he's also a uh, a James Cameron alumni. He's, he was in The Terminator, yep. which will do. He was in The Abyss, which uh-huh. will do, which is James Cameron. That's a great movie. One of my favorites of yep. James Cameron's, which will do. He was also in the Mandalorian series as well. Mm-hmm. Did you recognise Paul Reiser, the guy from Mad About You? Yes. Yeah. He I plays. I, I was yeah. trying to pick where he'd yeah. been. Him and yeah. Helen Hunt, remember in Mad yep. About You? Well, he was in. He was. He plays Carter Burke. He was in Mad About You. He was in Whiplash. Have you seen that movie Whiplash? Uh, about uh, Miles Teller and um, everyone listening is thinking, why do you keep yeah. asking him if you've That's seen that great, movie? That's great. That'll be on the list too. <laughs> Whiplash is awesome. Bill Paxton. Played mm. Hudson. He was in Twister. Yeah. Again, in in he was in a couple of. Uh, Isn't Helen Hunt in Twister? Helen Hunt is in Twister. The, yes. The... There's a bit of a triangle going on. Well done. I've now that. I can't believe you knew Helen Hunt was in Twister. I'm amazed. That's awesome. <laughs> he was in True Lies, which uh, which uh, James Cameron wrote and directed. Predator Two. He was in yep. Apollo Thirteen. Yep. Uh, he was also in Titanic. So he's been in a few James Cameron movies. He he's, he passed away a few years ago too. Bill Paxton. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, we're about to hit the run-through, but before we do that, let us talk to you about our other great sponsor, and that is Hisense. Now, Hisense offers a lot of bang for your buck when it comes to TVs. Now, you can buy a 50-inch Hisense TV for under 1000 bucks. Their UHD 4K TV series, the A6G, offers you all those great features, including excellent picture quality. You're getting precision color here, 10-bit color depth you're getting for under 1000 bucks. It also has upscaling, so UHD upscaling with their UHD AI upscaler. So you're getting, when you put in a non-4K signal, it is smart enough to upscale the quality to give you near 4K quality. And of course, you've got high dynamic range as well with that comes with their 4K content so the the whites are whiter and the brights are the darks are darker and everything in between is all enhanced as well and of course there is game mode so if you love playing games 
the Hisense TV has got you there. And, of course, has great sound as well with DTS Studio Sound. And this is all under 1000 bucks, And that's a 50-inch TV if you want to go a 70-inch TV. And why not? That model, the A6G, has a 70-inch TV that is under 1700 bucks. So under $2,000, you can get a 70-inch Hisense TV and backed by a three-year warranty. A lot of features there, a lot of bang for your buck. Hisense, if you are in the market for a new TV, definitely worth a look. That three-year warranty, one of the only TV companies that offer a three-year warranty. So go check them out. Go into a store, stand in front of a Hisense TV, check them out for yourself, or head over to Hisense.com.au. Trevor, are you packed? Are you locked and loaded? Locked and ready to burn. Now, here's the bit where you'll need some explanation. Yeah, this... Right? From the very start, where the end of Alien, right, was Ripley v. the Alien. Ripley had set the Nostromo to self-destruct. So the old ship, she said, I'm on the lifeboat, the small ship. I'm out of here. Self-destruct, thinking the Alien is still on the big ship. But guess what? The Alien was on the little ship as well. And she blew it out of the airlock, put herself into hypersleep, and that was the end of Alien. Is her escaping with the cat. Alien's out of the airlock. She's in this small ship drifting into the so middle the of the So the alien nowhere. does go out through the airlock. Alien, gone, out of, out of the airlock. So this small ship is what you the first thing you see in the movie. You're thinking, what the hell is this? Yeah. That is the end of Alien, where I, she's drifting. I like drifting. the idea that it's literally continuity yeah, straight in well she's drifting through so she's in the nostromo lifeboat the escape pod whatever you want to call it and you'll notice in there just as so you can tell oh, it's the first thing i noticed yeah. was there's something wrong with my projector i couldn't work it yeah. out that there was this kind of uh, like dust, glint dust on everything yes. it was like they'd sprinkled glitter yes everywhere i think that was meant to tell you that uh, it, there's this bit of time has passed okay so what i yeah. not knowing that yeah. backstory kind of thing yep. What I saw was, what's wrong with this? Have they shot this wrong? And then I went, it gave me an impression of cool, of, of like frozen, of like yeah. icicle, of, yes. you know, that, that had been yeah. somewhere for a long time. So, exactly yeah, time, right. time was portrayed by that. And then you see a larger ship then mm. appearing, and then suddenly their doors being cut open with a, with a laser or something. And my first thought yeah. here is, it's very straight. Yeah, it is. Hey? I'm thinking if there's someone That's on the other robot. side of that with no, a, with, no. I think it's robotic. And, and so I was yeah. very relieved actually because <laughs> my immediately thought was, dude, if there's someone standing there and they're cutting that fast, I'm out. Like this movie's. No, gonna, it was, I think it was so a robot. Because yeah. it was a robot arm, I went, okay, we're good, we're good, we're good, yeah. we're going to keep going. And then the robot arm comes <laughs> That's in. That's how quickly and, it could have lost me. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> the robot arm comes in and the lasers all pop out, but then the then the crew comes, comes on board just comes and through, uh, yeah. they think, oh right, okay, she's alive. Yeah. So they sort of brushed. Did you like how they they brushed the dust aside and you see Ripley in there? They go, oh, she's alive. But it was like a disappointment. It was like they wanted it to be. Well, because it would, if there was no one on board, they get it. Because she's on board, it's her ship. They can't uh, claim right. it. I think that's why they were disappointed. So right. But uh, yeah, well, from Ripley's point of view, she's uh, she's she's alive. Next thing we see, she's in the uh, the medical center. Yep. And she is a little bit groggy in there, and uh, she does get a visitor who is uh, Burke, and he says, look, I work for the company. But then they start talking about how, uh, you know, how long has she been out there? I'm glad to see you feeling a little better. They, uh, they tell me that all the weakness and disorientation should pass soon. It's just natural side effects of such an unusually long hypersleep or something like that. What do you mean? How long was I out there? Has no one discussed this with you yet? No. But I mean, 
I don't recognize this place. No, I know. Uh, okay. It's just that uh, this might be a shock to you. It's long. How long? Please. 57 years. What? That's the thing. You were out there for 57 years. What happened was you had drifted right through the core systems, and it's really just blind luck that a deep salvage team found you when they did. So, so that was a shock. Uh, I've got some questions here. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't think there's audio, but she has this, you know, vision of the alien coming out of a chest. Yeah, so she, she, the next thing so you see is her, she's feeling, she, because remember I told you before, the yes, alien right. pops so out of the chest. she has a vision of that alien She has a dream, it's a her. dream, yes. It flashes back, it turns yes. out it's a dream. Yes. What I hadn't connected and probably still don't to this day is, yeah. where did the dream start? Was Is it 57 after, years? After, no, well, it was, had she been, I think, hypersleep, I don't, do you dream in hypersleep? I don't know. No, but what I'm saying yeah. is, so he says to her, it's yeah. been 57 years. Yes. That's real? Yeah. Okay. She's yeah. been out there for 57 so, years. Yeah. yeah. I, in my she head, was in hypersleep. I yeah. couldn't work out whether that whole scene was a oh, dream. Oh, no, no, no. Just the, her with a chest. Now, she right. spoke to Burke. Okay. And the chest, she Good. felt something on her chest. That was the dream. It's a long time to be out. Yep. It's a, it's a way long time. Next thing we see, though, is up, they're in the inquiry now. This is a really good scene. One yeah. of my favorites. And they're talking about what went down in the, so this is a chance to get you to hear the backstory. Yep. Look at it from our perspective, please. Please. Now you freely admit to detonating the engines of and thereby destroying an M-class star freighter, a rather expensive piece of hardware. Forty-two million in adjusted dollars. That's minus payload, of course. The lifeboat's flight recorder corroborates some elements of your account in that, for reasons unknown, the Nostromo set down on LV-426, an unsurveyed planet at that time, that it resumed its course and was subsequently set for self-destruct by you for reasons unknown. Not for reasons unknown. I told you. We sat down there on company orders to get this thing, which destroyed my crew and your expensive ship. The analysis team, which went over the lifeboat centimeter by centimeter, found no physical evidence of the creature you described. Good. That's because I blew it out of the goddamn airlock. So this is right. that gives this you a bit of a perspective, context, right? right. Yeah. So you now that's kind of filling in the backstory for you. Yeah. All right. Um, but then <laughs> this is this is funny how she they, they try to explain they they're trying to get to the bottom of why. She did what she did, mm. and she's just getting just more and more frustrated. Are there any species like this hostile organism on LV-426? No, it's a rock. No indigenous life. Did IQs just drop sharply while I was away? <laughs> Ma'am, I already said that it was not indigenous. It was a derelict spacecraft. It was an alien ship. It was not from there. Do you get it? We homed in on its beacon. And found something never recorded once in over 300 surveyed worlds. A creature that gestates inside a living human host. Yes. These are your words. And has concentrated acid for blood. That's right. So, mm. again, giving you an idea. So if you've come into yes. this cold, which you were, yeah. gives you an idea of what to the, she was up against. Yeah. Okay, so... 
She's reached that point. And, but she's just, her frustration, though, continues. Kane, who went into that ship, said he saw thousands of eggs there. Thousands. Thank you. That will be all. God damn it! That's not all. Because if one of those things gets down here, then that will be all. Then all this, this bullshit that you think is so important, you can just kiss all that goodbye. So remember how she said in the previous film, Kane, yeah. who came, who got, who was impregnated with the face hugger. Yeah, he said that there were lots of eggs there. Right, LV four two six. That's right. Okay, and so this, this whole. This whole sort of dispute. I love how at the end the, on the screen you see file status closed. So the and you see on the on the screen all the pictures of the people who were the crew on the Nostromo. So all the people yeah. that were in the previous movie. It's right? interesting because I I get now that I didn't need to watch the first one, but I'm also hearing that it would have given me so much more in depth content. Yes, Do you know I what I mean. Like so. it's I smart. Think so. like, let's be honest. Yeah, it's amazing that I was able to watch this and not need. Yeah. To interpret all that. Yes. But it's amazing how that if you had, you yeah. kind of got more out of you it. You would have appreciated yeah. it a, a slightly more. But she asked the question, though, look, if you don't believe me, well, why don't you just send someone out there to have a look? Ripley. Van Lewin, why don't you just check out LV-426? Because I don't have to. There have been people there for over 20 years, and they never complained about any hostile organism. What do you mean? What people? Terraformers. Planet engineers, they go in, set up these big atmosphere processes to make the air breathable. Takes decades. It's what we call a shake-and-bake colony. How many are there? How many colonists? I don't know, 60, maybe 70 families. So we find out that, to her horror, there's people there already. Yeah. Don't you reckon that they buried the lead there? <laughs> Don't you think that? Yeah, this they whole said argument they, about they her said, thinking there's aliens yeah, there, and they're said, like, "There's we're, not." There's we've been there twenty there. years, mate. What are you talking about? Talking so about? they they t- kind of left that out. But that's anyway. true. Yeah, uh, Ripley's back in her apartment, and Burke and Gorman arrive, and they go, uh, "Just you know what? Coincidentally, when you're talking about LV four two six, we've just lost contact with them." So they're thinking, "So what? You want me to go back out there? You're joking?" Yeah. She's like, "You know, you'll be safe. I can guarantee your safety with the Marines. You just be an advisor." And then he says, "Look." I see that you're working again. Uh, so, you know, we, we'd, how about if we reinstate you? What would you say if I told you I could get you reinstated as a flight officer? The company has already agreed to pick up your contract. If I go. Yeah, if you go. Come on, that's a second chance, kiddo. And I think personally for you, it would be the best thing in the world to get out there and face this thing. Get back on the horse. Spare me, Burke. I've had my psych evaluation this month. Yeah, I know. I've read it. You wake up every night, your sheets are soaking with sweat. I said no, and I mean it. Now, please leave. I am not going back, and I am—I would not be any good to you if I did. So, yeah, she said, no, nope, mm. I'm out. But again, but she has another nightmare. Another nightmare, and then I love how it's the middle of the night. She goes, stuff this, I'm ringing the bloke. She goes, look, if we go out there, not to study... To destroy, he goes, absolutely, he goes, right, I'm in. And then she hangs up. And, and that's says, a critical right. moment in the movie yeah. because she, she she's made a decision. This is not about studying another life. This yeah. is to exterminate yep. because they're bad. It wants to get them out. That's right. She's right, I'm in. 
Next also, thing we Burke, see, Burke, by the way, the other thing that resonates with me is yeah. he, he always says the company. The company, I work, I work yeah. for the company. The, the company is the Wayland uh, Yutani <coughs> yeah. Company. You it's see just, it written someplace. It's just there. kind of um, the just company. Kind of, yeah, it like kind a, of gives you the sense that this is privatised. You know, this is this. Oh yeah, future it's enterprise. All business. Yeah, it's yeah. all business. Absolutely right. Good yeah. pickup. Good pickup. Uh, next thing we see is the Sulaco, which is the new ship. Yep. Uh, and everyone's waking from hypersleep. Did you like this scene right now? All those those hypersleep beds, okay, they had I a pretty limited budget, right? I, I, you know what? I watched them yeah. closely because yeah. I thought those are not cardboard. They've been Solid. well built and well, it looks excellent. How about what they did, right? <clears throat> Each chamber cost at the time $4,500 to build. Right. But they needed 12 of them, but they didn't have the budget for 12. So what they did... They they placed mirrors and they angled the camera so it looked like there was a lot more of them. Nice. Yeah, so smart, eh, how they did that. Anyway, the beds are open and the they all wake up and uh, you hear from the Sarge. All right, sweethearts, what are you waiting for? Breakfast in bed? Another glorious day in the Corps. Day in the Marine Corps is like a day on the farm. Every meal is a banquet. Every paycheck a fortune. Every formation of parade. I love the call. Man, this floor is freezing. What do you want me to do? Fetch your slippers for you? Gee, would you, sir? I'd like that. (laughs) Hudson's a crack up in this movie. I love Hudson. But then they noticed, though, they said uh, they noticed this other person in the crew there. Hey, Mira, who's Snow White? She's supposed to be some kind of consultant. Apparently, she saw an alien once. (laughs) Whoopie fucking do. I love this scene. I love they call her Snow White. Yeah, she stands out. Yeah, he not, does, yeah. not because she's white, but because she stands out. <laughs> now, they're at breakfast, and I love this. Um, they're talking about what's going on, and then they ask Bishop. They say, Bishop, can you please do that thing with the knife? Do the thing with the oh, knife, please. Oh, man. <laughs> what did you think here? I thought this was going to end badly. Hey, what are you doing, man? Hey, what are you doing? Come Don't on, quit messing around, Drake. Come on. Come on. Bishop? Hey, man. Do it, Bishop. Hey, not me, man. <laughs> yeah, you. Hey, come on, quit messing around. Don't move. Come on. <laughs> Trust me. It's pretty remarkable, and funny man <laughs> <laughs> i feel like i've seen i've watched a show recently or something that? where that really where that happened with a fail wow um, and so that's why i thought to myself have i seen this yeah um, well, that, that scene mm. was originally going to be done by bishop alone so lance henrickson was the actor there yeah. and um he suggested to james cameron he says you know what it'd be better if we get hudson someone else's hand on there yeah and do it that way and they thought okay but then they did a they were they did a, a few reshoots and you'll notice too that they actually sped up. So he was doing oh, it and they sped yeah. up the film to make it look real. You'd but, like to think so. But yeah. Lance Henriksen, who plays Bishop with the knife, he was almost denied entry into the United Kingdom because he had all the knives in his bag because he was practicing it. So he brought the because this was filmed in London. He brought them into the country and they're thinking, look at this bloke's got knives. He's, what is who is this bloke? Wow. They nearly denied him entry into the UK then explain to him, look, I'm here to shoot a movie and blah, blah, blah. So, yeah. But then we see, though. Then we realise why. Yes. But we are so good at that. This is what, uh, did this surprise you? I thought you never missed, Bishop. 
So he's got a little white liquid coming out of his finger. Did you notice that? He never said anything about an android being on board. Why not? Yeah. It never, never occurred to me. It's just common practice. We always have a synthetic on board. I prefer the term artificial person myself. Is there a problem? I'm sorry. I don't know why I didn't even... Ripley's last trip out, the, the artificial person malfunctioned. Malfunctioned? There were problems and uh, a few deaths were involved. I'm shocked. Was it an older model? Yeah, the Hyperdyne system is 128.2. Well, that explains it, and the A2s always were a bit twitchy. That could never happen now with our behavioral inhibitors. It is impossible for me to harm or by a mission of action allow to be harmed a human being. If you don't want some. Just stay away from me, Bishop. You got that straight? So that's another good callback to the original movie where yeah. the, uh, and the artificial person, who you never knew was an artificial person, by the way. In the original? Yeah. You never knew until he gets his head knocked off and all this white oh, stuff comes right. out. Okay. You don't know he was an artificial person until oh, right at the end. Okay. Yeah, that was pretty good. Maybe we should have watched the original first, eh? Yeah, I don't, <laughs> no, I don't think so. so anyway, um, they he says she says to him, look, stay away from me, Bishop, okay? Keep your distance. Uh, next thing we see, they're in the loading bay. And they have their briefing, and they talk about how there's been no contact with the colony. There's a xenomorph problem, and the, the crew members are... They, she describes that a crew member had something attached to their face and one of those things wiped out my entire crew. Yeah. But then Vasquez steps up and uh, this is that real masculine-looking woman who uh, she's a pretty pretty tough hombre, this one, and she just says this. I only need to know one thing, where they are. No, Vasquez, kick ass. Anytime, anywhere. Right, right. Somebody said alien. She thought they said illegal alien and signed up. <laughs> is this the bit where they're kind of gearing up a bit as well? Yes, yeah. So well, they, they get the loaders out. Yeah, Lim, yeah. Um, is she is she playing with she the, the flamethrower at this point? No, not just yet. But okay. she they they in the loading bay and Ripley. She sees them oh, all I like working. Yeah, yeah. She good. she says, "Look, you know, I'm uh, to work. I want to do something." Right. I feel like kind of a fifth wheel around here. Is there anything I can do? I don't know. Is there anything you can do? Well, I can drive that loader. I have a class two rating. Be my guest. Solid exoskeleton. Where you want it? <laughs> Bay 12, please. So... <laughs> To, to paint the picture, she steps into the loader yeah. and it's like she's wearing it and it's she's an got a big pair of claws yep. Yep. as well. That comes into play of later, later on. It's funny. So you little... know that she's good at it. Yeah, exactly. Right. It's it's a yeah. smart move to incorporate these little yes. tiny 40-second scenes. You don't show a gun in Act 1 unless you're going to use it in Act 3. Yeah, sort yeah, of yeah. Thing, right? This and, is what's happening. And so this is the bit where then they're, they're looking at all the weapons and stuff. And yes. here's what I noticed here. Yep. Now, this may be super nerdy and boring, but... Yep. They're playing with this huge flamethrower thing, right? Yes. Which is like attached to you. Yes. Steady cam. Exactly right. That it's, was the. It was the, a steady cam. It's the unit. arms yes. of a steady cam that holds exactly it out. Right. I was that like, was it. Yeah. oh, well, that's amazing! What it a was great exactly, use. It was exactly it. It was yeah. it, what, what they used to carry a heavy camera because this was a heavy gun. Yeah. And that Vasquez, she's only like five yeah. foot three. She's not very tall. Yeah. And that's how they rigged it up so they could so still good. carry those weapons. I thought it was weapons. a great use of Good pickup, mate. Good pickup. So we're seeing uh, the loading bay again. They're, they're, um, they're uh, loading, sorry, loading the tank into the drop ship. So the drop ship, 
has a, a little bay where the tank can drive inside it. Now, that tank, the power loader, was uh, was a actually sorry the previous the previous scene the power loader with uh, Ripley sorry that was like a it was like a puppet they 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 manufactured that oh, right? right but the the tank they drive into the dropship that was actually a modified uh, aircraft tow tow truck it, I was going to say it yeah. looked like it with a big front wheel yeah yeah so right. it was a British Airways tow truck that was modified. That normally tows planes around Heathrow. Yeah. So they uh, they had to. It, the problem with it though was that it was really heavy. Yeah. So they bought one and to adapt it, and it weighed. They had to strip all the lead out of it, all the stuff out of it, so it would actually fit on the set and work properly. Yeah. But they had to remove. It weighed seventy five tons. They had to remove thirty five tons of it. Sheesh. Yeah. It was so heavy that they had to reinforce several floors to carry the vehicle's weight <laughs> as well. So uh, they're in the drop ship. And they're about to board, and of course, Hudson has to have his little say about things too. On my mark. Five. We're on express elevator to hell. Going down. Two. One. Mark. Now, he improvised, Bill Baxton, who uh, that was one of his improvised lines, mm. he improvised a fair few. And right. th- that including that line, we're an express elevator to hell, man, going down, was completely improvised because it does not appear on the shooting script. So they're on their way down to the planet, and they we find out though. Here's an interesting stat yeah. that we find out that Captain Gorman has had no experience in the field. All his experience has been simulations. Yeah, he's, he's like, how many yeah. have you done? And yeah, he's he goes, like sixteen uh, or something. Yeah, but uh, only... Sim- all simulated. Yeah. So they're thinking, what? Anyway. They land, they move out. He sort of takes control. You think, okay, he knows what he's doing. They move out, they go inside, they see damage. The place is deserted. Yes. Uh, Ripley comes in as well. They go into like a, the, what looks like a lab. They go into like a medi lab, a medical lab. The first thing I noticed was these three or four tanks, yes. which clearly looked like they had like dead aliens in them. That, my friend, are the face huggers. Right. So, this process here, right? In the first movie, there's an egg. Egg opens up and the face hugger comes out, looks for a host. Then there's the gestation. Then the face hugger drops off and then the alien is born out of your chest. And it's re- I mean, okay. it's, yeah. again, fascinating that I didn't need to know that, yeah. but awesome that you do. Like I think yeah. that's a really fascinating thing about this sequel watching because now I'm looking at – I'll fast forward a minute – the bit where the little girl is is trapped yeah. in the in the goo, she's been she's been taken in the water, and there's a yeah. there's the egg in front of her, yeah. and Ripley comes up in the egg. Like that yes. now makes sense to me exactly that right. she's okay. Yes, the face hugger hasn't yes. come out. Well, we see it later later on in the movie. That's we'll see yeah, that. Right. Yeah, but um, uh, at that point though, we do see. Oh, I love how I love when um, the. Uh, I think was it was it Burke comes up to the tank and the and tank. Did that give you a bit of a jump? Because yes. <laughs> I thought they were dead. That's what I said. No, they look like specimens. Did you see the sort of the little thing sort of popping out? Because yeah. that's what would go down your throat if oh, it's around great. your face. Yeah. Oh, I've actually got. I've got a. Um, no, mate. I've got a soft toy. I've got a soft toy of it of that. Yeah. What of the face hugger. I've got a soft toy. Are you? I've got to find it. It's here somewhere. I've got a soft toy of the face hugger. Mate, you're I'll a sick it. man. I'll show it. I'm pretty sure I've got it around somewhere. I'm going to throw it. I'm going to throw it at you when you least expect it. And uh, <laughs> checking it's not within reach. <laughs> anyway, face um, the, uh, the, what they do, they they were on the, they're on the movement sensors and they see something, and movement. They even shoot at it. It's a little the little girl. Yeah, it's Newt, and uh, she escapes down to her hiding place, and uh, they find out that her name's Rebecca. 
uh, Rebecca Ripley starts cleaning her up, and they, they they she introduced herself. They said, "Look, my name is Newt. My brother only my brother used to call me Rebecca." Uh, they start scanning. The the next thing we see is Bishop studying the face hugger. Now he, they're looking for the PDTs, which are the personal de- identity detectors or something. So each crew member of the colony had a little chip embedded in them, so they right. could be located. That's what they're looking for. They're right. they're trying to scan for the PDTs, okay. right? So in the meantime, though, Bishop is studying the face hugger, and they they stumble on. All the PDTs, which are all gathered in one place. They think, what is that? Like a town meeting or something, right? Mm. Next step is they've got to drive to the other facility where they found, where they saw those uh, those PDTs. And they walk in there and they're, did you notice it? It's sort of the the structure had like a strange sort of hive-like yeah, look it, to it. It looked, yeah. like, it looked like it was a cave as opposed yes. to being – because everything up until now is very mechanical. Yes, steel. Not a bit Star Wars, yeah. you know, the, the, yes. the uh, uh, angled walls and all this kind of stuff. Yep. Whereas this was more – uh, curved, and yeah. Look more natural. It's sort of like it's like a like a bee, like a beehive. It's sort of like, like it's someone something's come yeah. in there and and taken over that little spot. Um, and but they notice though that where they are, they're in a facility where if they rupture the tanks, uh, that there could be a possible like explosion, a nuclear style explosion. Yeah. So they're like, hang on a minute. So the couple of people in control, like yeah. that that annoying captain who's had. Bugger all experience is like, don't shoot. So we need yeah. to take all the weapons. Collect we all the mags. Take all the mags. Yeah. So he says, collect them all. And they immediately ignore him, by the way. And yeah, a couple well, of them are sharing around some shotguns. Of them, some stuff. of them hand them over, but uh, they collect the mags. And then they find the people. Now, I'd love to know what you thought here. The people, they find them all encased. Right. And I'm like, I'm so what, out what are here, we doing I'm here? I'm like, seriously, I don't need to see dead bodies now, and zombies. Now, how much did you shit yourself when the woman opened her eyes that she was alive? A little, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There was movement. And then what did she say? Remember she said, kill, kill me. me. Please yes. kill me. Yeah. Because there was she'd obviously she been impregnated. She'd been impregnated. So then you see the thing pop out of a chest and, and yeah. you think, fuck, you know, we're, we're, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's bad news there. But uh, they, they get the flamethrower out and boom, game over. But then you sort of, the, the, the hive sort of curvature of the, of the room, of the, of the facility there is sort of there's things moving in there. Yeah. Did you think and what the hell's going, going on here? On? Like I felt like that was like an octopus leg or something there. Yeah. That's when I started to think, hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. But then the alien grabs one and then it's on for young and old. And there is, you know, they, they start using the flamethrower. But Vasquez, what does she say? Let's rock. She, she starts, starts shooting. shooting. She says, Who's shooting in there? So there's there's all things going on. I think one of the crew members gets gets burned and falls to his death. Yes. And it's all the the shit's hit the fan. And Ripley sort of trying to work out what well, what are we going to do to help him? Talk to me. Talk to me. Talk to me. Gone. Get them out of there. Do it now. Shut up. Hicks, whoever's left, get the Just hell out of Damn it! God, where's the bone? Where's the bone? Sergeant's gone. Get the fuck out of here. Let's go, Marine. Hudson. Fast guys. Hey, Hicks. 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 Hicks.
So she takes control there. She says, stuff this. She she goes in the driver's seat yep. and drives to them. She takes the tank so she down. She crashes through and thinks, well, if they can't come to us, she proves we're going to go to them. The poor turning circle of the uh, <laughs> airport tug. Do you like this, though, when Lip Ripley drives over there yeah. and one of them gets one of them shoots one of them and gets and sprayed, sprayed with, with like acid? Yeah. Disgusting. Well, that's the blood. Remember, Dude, acid for yeah, blood. right. Right. And Gorman gets cracked in the head. Remember, this he gets concussed. So the bloke who's in he charge, falls. yeah, yeah, she's, he gets she's hit. in the back. Yeah, well, she's not wearing a seatbelt. Basically, yeah. that's well, what you get for not wearing a seatbelt. He gets champion. concussed, <laughs> but no one sees it. No, 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 no one sees it happen. So they get back on board, and they're thinking, "What the hell just happened here?" And this is where the yeah. the crossover of this business certainly versus is. Um, you know the the kind of recovery efforts comes in because Ripley's like, "We're just gonna just nuke the joint. Yeah, we've got to take get out off. Of here, yeah." And blow it up. Blow but it old up mate's from like, nah, yeah. mate. Well, nah. you know, no, we can't be doing that. This is clearly clearly an important species we're dealing with, and I don't think that you or I or anybody has the right to arbitrarily exterminate them. Come on. Yeah, watch us. Hey, maybe you haven't been keeping up on current events, but we just got our asses kicked, pal. <laughs> Hudson's a genius. But uh, she, remember at the beginning she said, look, best thing to do it's the only way to be sure. We go up in orbit, nuke it from outer space. Yeah, only yeah. way to be sure. But then uh, Burke questions that uh, because he's, you know, he says obviously he's a company man. Well, I believe Corporal Hicks has authority here. Corporal Hicks is. This operation is under military jurisdiction, and Hicks is next in chain of command. My right, Corporal. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Look, Ripley, yes. this is a multi-million dollar installation, okay? He can't make that kind of decision. He's just a grunt. I, no offense. None taken. <laughs> Pharaoh, do you copy? Standing by. Prep for dust off. We're going to need immediate evac. Roger. On our way. Say we take off, nuke the site from orbit. It's the only way to be sure. So he basically repeats exactly what Ripley says. So he's yeah. supporting her. Yeah. Now, do you like this bit where they're, they're at the drop ship and they they say, right, oh, they've got the call and the bloke runs, runs back in the in ship and, he and then he sees something, something on the banister. And you immediately go, oh, no. <laughs> I'm not an idiot. I yeah. knew there was an alien on board and this shit was going to go down. Yeah, well. Because it's fascinating. A... It's like you said, the roller coaster, right? Because at this point you're like, okay, yeah. so the ship's going to come. They're going to yeah. take off. They're going to nuke it. The movie's over. Like, yeah. And I, look, I think I looked at the clock and there's like an hour to go here. Yeah. What are we talking about? Like, <laughs> how does this happen? And then old mate touches the railing and goes, hang on a second. Uh, hang on a But then uh, you notice too, like, I like how they're waiting for the ship, right? And then this camera goes, but they go back to on board and then the pilot with the sunnies on, the woman, yeah. she sort of turns around and there's an alien. Just and she there. has just enough time to grab a gun though. Yeah, but then you see, then the, the camera goes back out, look, long shot of the ship. And you know that what's happening, and the ship suddenly goes out of control. They're on the ground, and they're thinking, "Holy shit, we're out! Of, we're going to get out of here!" It starts yeah. crashes in front of them, yeah. and they think, "Oh my god, what the hell's going on there?" And then Hudson says, "Game over, man!" He starts panicking. Well, he's panicking because yeah. that's the, that's their way out. Well, that was it, wasn't it? And then so they realise they go back inside. They do a stock take on all the recovered weapons and grenades from this crash, and there's not very much. There's not a lot. But then they then she asks, "Is look how how long before they send a recovery?" How long after we're declared overdue can we expect a rescue? 17 days. <laughs> 17 days? Hey, man, I don't want to rain on your parade. We're not going to last 17 hours. 
Those things are going to come in here just like they did before, and they're going to come in here, and they're going to come in here, and they're going to get us. This little girl survived longer than that with no weapons and no training, right? <laughs> Why don't you put her in charge? You better just start dealing with it, Hudson. So, yeah, you know, what I love about James Cameron's a great writer and how he, how he structures the story, it's always... It's always, um, you know, putting obstacles in their way. Like, you yeah. know, the, the dropship crashed. Yeah. 17 days, they've got to wait. So there are all these things yeah. in their way. I mean, he's it's making what, a movie here, mate. Yeah, but I, I just love the fact that when I very – the first time I saw this, I thought it ended four times before it ended. You no, know no, I mean? like, that happened right at the end too. Yeah. But but I think what, what's good about it is it's not just about creating the obstacles, which obviously make for a better movie, but they're believable. Yeah. Like – that door, that drop ship. Yep. The door was open. Mm. He was out. He walked in. Like, yeah. where's your protocols, people? Yeah. Shut the door. Well, they didn't know. See, they, 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 no one knew that. No one knew. I know, what, but what that's to yeah, that's no. why it's believable that so that ship was taken over. They're gearing up here. They kind of need to cocoon themselves here. Yep. They're checking out every way into the complex. Ceiling doors, everything. Bishop checks on Gorman. They need to isolate themselves. Uh, Newt tells a little story about how uh, they're they're uh, out there and. My mother you said, oh, you know, this was a touching issue. My mum used to tell me there were no such thing as monsters. Yeah. Uh, he, she gives a locator band to Newt as yep. well. So she says, you wear this so I know where you are at all times. Yep. Now, Ripley says to Bishop, I want all the specimens destroyed, but uh, there's Berg been other otherwise. orders. Yeah. Bishop, I want these specimens destroyed as soon as you're finished with them. Is that clear? Mr. Burke gave instructions that they were to be kept alive in stasis for return to the company labs. He was very specific about it. Look, those two specimens are worth millions to the bioweapons division, right? Now, if you're smart, we can both come out of his heroes and we will be set up for life. You're crazy, Bert. Do you know that? Do you really think you can get a dangerous organism like that past ICC quarantine? How can they impound it if they don't know about it? But they will know about it, Burke. For me. <laughs> so she uh That's a that's an yeah. interesting line because that line makes a lot more sense now that I've seen the whole movie because of Yeah, what happens later. About that's it, but, right, but you know, it's very well written in that sense that it's kind of but, like you don't expect what he's thinking. Yeah. But see, we, we're starting to see the sleaze of Burke here, right? Yeah. Because we find out uh Ripley says, you were the one who sent them out of the ship. That's one scene cut out of the special edition. The special edition has Newt's family in it. So Newt's brother and her and her parents are sent out to this derelict ship on a mission. And one scene in the special edition is Newt looking out at her dad with the face hugger on him on the floor. You're thinking that's, that was cut out of the, spe of the theatrical. That's why uh. the special edition adds a lot more. And that mission was apparently approved by Burke Carter J. She says that in this next scene. Okay. And she fronts him with that as well. So I made a decision and it was wrong. It was a bad call, Ripley. It was a bad call. Bad call? Right. These people are dead, Burke! Don't you have any idea what you've done here? Well, I'm going to make sure that they nail you right to the wall for this. You're not going to sleaze your way out of this one. Right to the wall. Now, as if there wasn't enough on their plate at this point, right? So we come now to the bishops trying to explain to them that there is a problem now with the facility. There's some emergency venting, and he tries to sort of explain to them what's going on. 
It's very pretty, Bishop, but what are we looking for? That's it. Emergency venting. Oh, that's beautiful, man. Oh, man, that, that, that just means it all. How long till it blows? Four hours. <sighs> With a blast radius of 30 kilometers, equal to about 40 megatons. That's you. <laughs> so they're thinking, right, okay, no dropship, aliens everywhere. Now the facility is going to blow up in four hours. Excellent. Talking about stacking up the obstacles for you, right? Yeah. And they, they, Ripley speaks up and said, look, we need to patch in manually to get – there's another dropship on the on the main ship up in, the, in orbit. They've got to work out how to get that one down here. What about the colony transmitters, the uplink tower down at the other end? Why can't we use No, it? I checked. The, the hardwaring between here and there was damaged. We can't align the dish. Well, somebody's going to have to go out there. Take a portable terminal, go out there and patch in manual. Oh, yeah, sure. With those things running around, you can count me out. Yeah, I guess we I'll can go. just count you out of everything. That's go. right, man. Hey, why don't you go, man? Go. What? I'll go. I mean, I'm the only one qualified to remote pilot the ship anyway. Yeah, right, man. Bishop should go. <laughs> he's like, you're an sure. android. See you later, buddy. I like how he's saying in the background, they're all arguing. He goes, I'll go. I'll go. They didn't yeah. hear him. They didn't hear yeah. him at first. Yeah, that was cool. Uh, so the plan is to pilot the remote dropship. So Bishop has to crawl down a pipe to get to the other facility. Yeah, um, and shows uh, then then the other the um, Hicks shows Ripley how to use the guns. Yeah, it's a very detailed explanation. Yeah, so in the special a... edition, that's way deeper as well. Right. The is special there... edition also had sentry guns, where you know there were passages where from the, they could possibly get in. They had sentry guns, so automated guns that once they detect movement, they fire. That's another whole section that was there's, cut out. There's of it. also a solid bit of uh, you know love interest going on here. Oh yeah, yeah, they're they're, yeah. they're getting cozy for sure. Yeah. yeah, so they're sort of bonding a little bit. Right? He, he's showing he's showing her his gun. <laughs> yes, it is, and, he's, and a big gun he's got as well. Uh, Ripley goes in to check on Newt, and she finds that she's under the bed. Yeah, she's she's, she's got out good. of the bed and just gone under the bed. Yeah. So yeah. cut cut from there to Bishop is aligning the dish and now he's remote piloting the dropship. This ship. is a big win. Like, so, it's yeah. like, okay, this has worked. It's coming down. Ripley has joined Newt and what he notices, he went, she goes to sleep with her under the bed Yeah, but then and she, she wakes looks up. across the room and notices the tanks are on the floor where the facehuggers were. And her gun's been moved. Her like, gun's she looks outside. Up on, on top yeah. of the... On top of the bed, it's been moved, Gun's and now gone. she's freaking out. What the hell is going on? Doors locked. No one can hear them. But did you see Burke, the bastard? Well, she she waves she's at the waving, camera. She's waving, yeah, and, and Burke he's, goes, he's tapping on the camera and turns it off turn without it anyone off. noticing. What? And so at that point, you realise what a bastard. He's not just a company man; he's an asshole. Yes, he is. Yeah, they try to break the glass, but what she does though, the good, good smart move, smart move, sets off the sprinklers, fire alarm, right? Yeah. yeah. So everyone's aware, but the face hugger is there. So do you see this thing crawling around? And it and what it does, it wraps around the person, hugs their face, and drops the the into their into their throat. So we think, well, they're, they're uh, they they it was really well done. How remember there was one that Newt pushed against the bed. Remember the bed, and one's yeah. coming up, and she pushes it, and they they finally arrive, shoot the glass, get rid of them. They they remember they pulled it off Ripley, threw Just, it in the middle of the room, and then and shot shoot it. it. Yeah, over yeah. there, boom. But then they realise they thinking. We this, know who this did bastard, this. bastard, like, well, this was, this was, this was Burke. I see we grease this rat fuck son of a bitch right now. It just doesn't make any goddamn sense. He figured that he could get an alien back to quarantine if one of us was impregnated. 
whatever you call it, and then frozen for the trip home. Nobody would know about the embryos we were carrying. Me and Newt. Wait a minute now. We don't know. Yes, the only way he could do it is if he sabotaged certain freezers on the way home, namely yours. Then he could jettison the bodies and make up any story he liked. Fuck! He's dead. You're dog meat, pal. <laughs> yeah. So then he 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 sort of comes to his own defense and says, "Listen, look, this is, you're delusional. Listen to yourselves." Mm. But then, though, uh, we see there's a, the sensors go off. Movement detector. Yeah. They're so looking they're all saying, around. What the hell? They're what's like what's counting, going on? counting how close it is and how, yeah. how quickly they're going to get killed. Seven. Six. Can't be. That's inside the room. It's reading right, man. Look. Well, you're not reading it right. Five meters, man. Four. What the hell? Give me the light. So at that point, he looked at the false ceiling and they were all crawling up through the ceiling. Yeah. He thought, Jesus. But how's, how's this right? Burke goes out of that room and locks them inside. Mm. But what awaits Burke outside, though, one of the aliens, and he gets his. Yep. See you later, Burke. See Good you, night, Burke. Now, the ship... ETA is 16 minutes, right? So they're trying to get the hell out of there, right? They've, yeah. they've got to make it to the dropship. And there's a verbal countdown, isn't there? Well, there is. Yeah, they're saying, look, you've got to get out of here. Vasquez is wounded. Remember, they're trying to go on through the, um, the yep. vents. Yep. And Gorman goes in to help. He goes, you go ahead. I'll, I'll go help Vasquez. Yep. And they, they, I love that how when Vasquez, they get back there and they're just shooting. They know they're gone. And they grab a grenade and hold it together. And see, goes, this, is, yeah. this is, again, one of those great moments where you go just – just take a, a single character out of this movie, and that guy, yeah, right? What's yeah. his name? The Gorman. Gorman, right? So yeah. he's initially looks like a goose because he's never done a real mission. He's yeah. training missions only. Um, he he, he shows some he's kind of shown yeah. a little bit to be a bit of a bit of a douche, but he gets it done. And then his last moment is a moment of complete heroics. Yeah, like, I love how she said he goes. I always thought you were an asshole, Gorman, and they boom. They uh, they blow up, but Newt slips away from her. Do you see yeah. this bit where they She's, should he goes down? Into, um, the water. Into, into the water, and you think the dropship's coming. That's getting for things. And in they the have block. to like cut through the floor to get to yeah. her. Yeah. So they they find her with the tracker. Now Newt, did you like this bit? Newt's underneath in water, yeah. and then this big alien comes up behind her, and the, you they find they, being they taken. think what the hell. Then they look down there, and there's nothing. She's just a doll. She's gone. The doll, head and of the doll. What are you thinking here? Oh, I think God. she's gone. Yeah, right. And see again, I'll be honest. At this point, I'm not really understanding this whole impregnation thing. I think yeah. she's just gone and dead. Okay. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. So, because remember what they did to the other humans? Remember they took them all to impregnate them? It just... Yeah. Uh, as so a first all time... all the eggs were there. Yeah. As a first time viewer of yeah. the sequel... You need to get hold of that it. That bit's not quite yeah. obvious to me. You've Maybe get the hang if of it. you're super into it, it might be obvious, but Absolutely, it yeah. wasn't to me. But uh, so Ripley decides, you know what? She's just going to combine the fame thrower, the gun... The interesting little side note here, the original, how she places the guns on the table and tapes them all together, there was an obvious mistake. She put them in the wrong order. Oh, right. And the way that she picked it up is in the wrong order. Right. And apparently they fixed that up in the Blu-ray. That James Cameron fixed that mistake up in the Blu-ray. The fans <laughs> pointed it out to him. Oh. Uh, but so she decides, look, in 19 minutes, 
That's how long she's got to find Newt, make it back to the dropship. They say, look, I love the line, in 19 minutes it's going to be a cloud of vapour the size of Nebraska. So move your ass. Let me – I don't know if you've done this and whether I'm spoiling anything in notes, but I at this point, because it's 90 minutes and there's 60 minutes, there's a a countdown. When she gets in the lift, there's a countdown. Yes. I looked. And it this, is exact. This is damn close. I felt yeah. like it was maybe 50 it's seconds clo- off. It's close. But it's, yeah. you know, often sometimes it's yes. too long. It's real time. Sometimes it's too short. Absolutely. This is yeah. basically an episode of 24. Spot this on. is real time. Spot on. Well spotted. I loved it. Well spotted. That, that was part because of my notes. Felt, I think, when she got down yes. and then she traipsed through and there's a lot of stuff happening, you think, now, I wonder how much time's passed. Yeah. You, it, you know, it, it was a was, long time, but it was enough to get it done. This was a remarkable scene. Where she's heading down, she's looking for new. Remember how Newt had yep. the tracker? Yeah. So she's looking for her. And what does she find though? Did I don't know what you thought, but I remember the first time I saw this, I thought, holy fuck. It was the queen, the biggest alien of aliens yeah. there, right? And you see, I love how Lion the camera eggs. the camera pans down to this big sack underneath and you know, she's putting the eggs, laying, yeah, laying and the and eggs. There's hundreds more eggs and in, this, the, in the thing ready to go. And all the aliens are all in the in the wings, sort of not moving, right? Because the, they're in front of the queen. Okay, so she's she's at this point, she's got Newt in her arms, right? Oh, she hasn't found Newt yet, has she? She's she's sort of laying the tracking flares. She's she's laying the flares so that she That's can right, find yeah. her way back, right? Uh, she sees the tracker. And she finds Newt cocooned, right? Right near an egg. So here's where you were this saying. This is the bit that I realised what, what was going on. So they're, they're kind of immobilised and then an egg ready is laid. face yeah. hugged. So the face hug was ready to go. She sees the face, the egg open up and she shoots that dead. Um, she grabs her in her arms, then wanders into the area. Then we see the queen. Yes. Laying the eggs. And it's. I love how there was just no music, nothing. It was silence. Just hear mm. the... the the, the sound of the eggs the being laid. Sound, and, yes. um, the queen's huge, right? Aliens are hanging back. So what does she do? She decides she's just going to torch the joint. She yes. starts flaming the, all the eggs. Queen starts going nuts. All the aliens then close in. So she decides, okay, she's firing grenades into the into the queen's egg sack and fi- flaming all the eggs. And then the aliens obviously start to attack her. And she says, right, we're out of here. She makes it to the elevator. Right and now at this point, she's got away. You saw, you see the queen detach itself from that egg sack, so it's she's mobile. Yeah. Right. Now the mission now is to get to the dropship, so they head to the elevator. Thinking, yeah, if ever there was, you yeah. know how frustrating it is when you're waiting for an yes, elevator. Exactly. <laughs> this would be that times a thousand, right? So she's waiting for the elevator to turn up. It comes out. She gets in. She sees the queen approaching. She says, oh, beautiful. We've, we've made it. Yeah. But gets to the but top of the there's, there's two, two elevators. two elevators, right? And so... The queen is somehow smart enough to push a button for an elevator. Yeah, but you think, okay, you think, is it going to make it? But I love how she gets back to the to the gantry where the balcony where she was supposed to meet the ship. And she says, Bishop, you bastard, it's not there. She thinks they've left without her. But then you see a second later the ship come up behind them and he was saying, look, they get on board. He said, look, I, that, that was unstable. I couldn't stay there. I had to sort of hover. Yeah. And so they were on board. And you think, oh, they're saved. They go, they fly back. And what happens? You hear there was the facility behind them detonates and this big white cloud. You're thinking, oh, it's we're well safe. Movie's and, over. And what were you thinking here? I'm thinking, You're well thinking, done. You're thinking, we're done. Well done. You've only just escaped that <sighs> yeah. other elevator. So they get back on the ship. 
on the main ship. They examine Hicks. Hicks has been injured, remember? So he's, they treat him. They say, righto. Then they get off the ship and then Bishop's talking to them and then suddenly this big thing spears through his chest and he starts spitting white, his white blood. Yeah. And then you're thinking, what the fuck is this? It's the Queen was on there too. The Queen managed to hang on to the ship, right? Did you love this bit where... He, he, she picks up Bishop and just tears him in two pieces. Yeah, pretty throws gruesome. him throws him aside. So the situation now is that right. She tells I think Newt. So you you hide over there, and she bolts for the door and seals the door behind her. Yes, right. So the Queen is sort of looking for Newt underneath the floor, the flooring. Yeah. But then we see. Ripley has uh, managed to arrive and hopefully save her in the loader. Get away from her, you bitch! (laughs) So this is epic, this little wrestling match, this sort of fight between... So she's in the loader. Big exoskeleton, yeah. Big queen, and when she had the flame on it, and remember, its its inner jaws were snapping forward and trying to get her. The tail's whipping around as well because that tail can do a lot of damage also. So what she manages to do, I don't know how well you notice this, she managed to get the queen in the two claws, carry it over to the airlock, and uh, she was about to drop it in. But as she was about to drop it in, the queen grabbed the bottom of the loader and pulled it in on top of the queen. Yes, so they both fall in. So they're both in there. Now what happens, she opens up from her loader the outside airlock. And it was a great shot where the doors open, the loader ends up falling out into space, and it's just the queen holding on to Ripley's uh, leg. Her leg. So the shot looking down is this full-size queen and Ripley trying to climb up the stairs. It was an amazing shot. I remember at the time seeing that photograph. And she gets to the – finally the, the queen lets go and she gets sucked out into space. It- yeah, and uh, they shut the uh, before the she shuts the airlock. Did you like how half of Bishop was sitting on the floor and Newt was getting Newt. sucked out, and he grabs her, yeah. and she manages to shut down the. Uh, My only yeah. problem here, Stephen, is this this force of of air yeah. leaving the airlock, pulling out uh, everything. Yeah, is so strong it's pulling Newt along the ground, but Ripley's able to climb up a ladder. She's strong. She's mate. pretty strong. She's strong. She, was, yeah. she had a grip on the ladder. She only yeah. she had an elbow yeah, on top of it. But then she just climbs up a ladder. Yeah, well, you know, oh, she's know. pretty strong, mate. But anyway, the queen's being blown out into space, and they realise. And now it's I time. understand that's a reference back to the original as well. The airlock, the... yeah, airlock is all is their yeah. savior. Yeah, right. So now uh, it's time for hypersleep, and uh, Newt has a little question. Are we gonna sleep all the way home? All the way home. Can I dream? Sonny, I think we both can. So that's nice. And that's then the, a nice thing. And just a, you see them both sleeping and then the credits just gently come up yeah. and nice music. Done deal. Thanks very it's much all for coming. Over. Yeah. A lot of great lines in this one. Okay. Let's go through them. Uh, and a lot of them are from Hudson, our, our man. But I do like this one. The very first one was uh, Vasquez, actually. Hey, Vasquez. Have you ever been mistaken for a man? No. Have you? <laughs> That's a cracking line. I do like uh, when they're they're leaving. There's two good lines when they're leaving. When they remember that initial attack, and they've got to get the hell out of there. And I think one of the aliens comes, uh, tries to open the door, mm. and Hicks gets out his shotgun. 
Eat this, and he shoots it, and the acid sprays everywhere. Good night. Yeah. This is another line, and I say this too. I use this line when I'm in a hurry and everyone's the kids. I say, look, come on. This is, I, I do actually say this line. Open the door! Hicks! We are leaving! <laughs> Marines, we are leaving! <laughs> <laughs> and then there's this one, and i got to say, this is from Bishop, and I had this as my error message on my Mac back, oh, in the, really? back in the day. Yeah. I may be synthetic, but I'm not stupid. <laughs> like it. I like it. That was it. my error message. All right. A few uh, how did that happen slash plot holes here. Yeah. Now, Burke tells Bishop to – he orders him to keep the, fake, the face huggers alive. Remember? Yep. For the company. Yep. Now, do you remember earlier on where he said, look, I have – I've got a – I'm programmed not to harm humans or in any way or any actions I take mm. potentially harm humans. Mm-hmm. Don't you reckon that's called a sort of gone against his programming, keeping the face huggers alive for Bishop? Did he, don't you reckon he should have known that, that that's going to put humans in harm's way? I mean, is it like a direct think it's a stretch. Is it a direct I think you robo- movie nerds are stretching <laughs> with that one. Is it a RoboCop's directive four where, you know, the company uh, can do whatever they want? It needs sort of to be sacked first. Yeah. yeah. So I don't Interesting know. one, yeah. perhaps. Now, the reason they gave for the Marine, remember said collect all the mags? They said because the facility is a giant fusion reactor yep. and damaging the cooling system will cause a thermonuclear explosion. Apparently, a fusion reactor does not use or produce fissionable material, so it would not cause an explosion. Mate, it's a good line yeah, in the script. Absolutely, Stop being such absolutely, a nerd. yeah. Um, now, the inquest, remember the start, and I mentioned this, the inquest went for three and a half hours... And no one mentioned that LV-426 had been colonised for 20 years. Remember that? <laughs> Three and a half hours. Down the drain. <laughs> Things you might not know. I mentioned the special edition. The special edition has 17 minutes of extra scenes. One touching scene. Remember how she was in hypersleep for 57 years, right? Yeah. One scene that was cut out, which I think was brilliant, was Ripley discussing her daughter. Oh. With Burke. Of course. Yeah. So she's got a daughter. A family. Yeah. Real, yeah. So she's thinking, I was supposed to be home for her 11th birthday. And Burke pulls out a photo of an old woman and says, that's your daughter. She died. She was 66 when she died. Oh, right? No. The woman in the photograph is actually Sigourney Weaver's mother. Wow. That they used in that. And that, that was cut out of the special edition. Yeah. Oh, this no. whole thing. And, and he does this too with the Abyss. The Abyss special edition is so much better. I think back then the whole meaning was shorter movie, more sessions, let's go, right? Yeah. So the director's cuts were kind of secondary to them. We talked about that a few weeks yeah. ago with the, the we, extra sessions yeah. and TV. King, King Gong version. as well, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Which, which, yeah. So that was an incredible scene that, that they cut out. Um, other, other scenes I mentioned, Newt's parents discovering the abandoned alien ship that right. they saw in the first movie. Yep. So the first movie had this, like it was a, a U-shaped ship, just distinctive shape. And when you saw in the special edition, you see Newt's family driving towards that ship that you saw. You thought, fuck, that's in Alien. That's the ship out of Alien. Right. That was in the special edition as well. Okay. Um, the, I mentioned the sentry, the sentry gun scenes. Um, there's also a funny scene where Hudson in the dropship is bragging about all the weapons they've got. It's a really cool scene. Check it out. We've got this. We've got that. That's only in the special edition as well. <laughs> it's worth it. If you're ever going to watch it again, I'd watch the special edition. I reckon Jackson would love this movie. 
Did he watch I this actually, with him? I actually did watch he it. He would love it. Watch this. With watch Jacko. the special edition with him. Yeah, okay. He will love it. Now, um, the movie was not shot in sequence, as they do, right? Yeah. But he did this for a reason, James Cameron. He wanted he wanted the scenes where they first met, right? He wanted them to bond. So when when it went back to shooting the scenes where they were where you first introduced to the Marines. They'd already gotten to know each other on the set in real life. He right. wanted that bond to be real. Okay. That's why he decided to shoot it out of order okay. to create that. One of the alien eggs used in the movie is now on exhi- being exhibited in the Smithsonian. Wow. One of the eggs. Now, Hicks, the character played by Michael Bean, was originally played by James Raymar, who was in The Warriors. He was Ajax in The Warriors, right? Now, Michael Bean was repla- replaced him after a few days. Oh. Initially, they said it was for artistic differences. But James Raymar came out on a podcast recently and said it wasn't for artificial uh, uh, artistic differences. I was on drugs. He was had a drug problem, and he says, mate, you're out. He had a drug problem, and he says, yeah, there's still a scene, there's like a really sp- effect shot, where from behind, it's James Raymar. You don't uh, see his face, right. so they, they couldn't cut that out of the movie. And they, as he's about to turn, they cut it, so you could tell that's not Hicks. So uh, Raymar was originally in the movie, but he did get cut out because he said, look, I was, had a bad drug problem, and he got, he got canned. Wow. Um, the, when Here's a funny one, right? When 20th Century Fox got back, you know how they have the dailies? They sort of see clips of the clips movie, Clips of right? what's shot, yeah. They, uh, they complained. They said... All the money we've spent on the special effects, we guess, where are they? And they said, well, they actually, you're watching them. They're all miniatures and all the effects that they created look so real that they didn't think they were special effects. Oh. So how's that? <laughs> the producer said, what do you mean? That's that's the special effects. Is It's meant to look real and it's real. So, boom. <laughs> Did you notice, not counting the face huggers in the laboratory, oh. the first live alien does not appear... Until an hour into the movie, I did. You know what? I an did hour notice. in, right? It's oh, like King is, Kong. Remember yeah. a couple of weeks ago, he was fifty-three minutes in. Yeah, right. Yeah, so hanging back is uh, apparently a good thing. <laughs> now, when Ripley was dropping the marking flares, remember this? She was yeah. dropping the flares. Yeah. If you look closely, you saw she was wearing Reeboks. I saw that. No, you when I saw yes. that first when she got in the exoskeleton. The ah, thing. Okay. When she laced up the boots, I went, okay. oh, Reeboks. There's an ultra close-up when she's laying down the uh, the flares. Now, it's at the, at the time the movie was set, you're thinking, yeah, it's 2179. Do they still have Reeboks then? But apparently Reebok still sells that shoe. And it's called the Alien Stomper. <laughs> that shoe. I can't believe you don't own one. <laughs> oh, well, I'm going to be looking for one right now. That is our movie, mate. Your wrap-up and rating, please. Uh, as I said, I enjoyed the movie. Um, it was a ride, wasn't it? It was a roller coaster. It was a roller. I, I can, I can. For me, let me let me start with this. It's an eight, right? It's yep. a good movie. Yep. But I, I don't, I don't enjoy the alien stuff. But I have an absolute appreciation for a the effects. Yeah. Outstanding. Great. B the storytelling. Yeah. You know the Great. ons and offs roller coaster here yep. are like class leading. This yep. is really good stuff. And so I think when a movie stands the test of time and has that kind of story, yeah. it's just not my style, my genre. Yeah. But I can totally appreciate how bloody good it is. So amazing, yeah, yeah. It's what, so what is it? 30, 36 years old. That's remarkable, yeah. incredible, eh? Yeah, really good. Well, mate, it's a nine point five for me. I love that movie. Okay. Absolutely love that movie. 
So let's cast our mind forward to next week, shall we? Okay. We are looking, we are watching Lethal Weapon. The original Lethal Weapon released in 1987 starring, you know who's in that? Mel, Mel Gibson. Gibson. And, and Danny, Danny Glover. Glover. Correct. Yeah. So look look I, at you. I'm going to say up front, I feel like I've seen it. Okay. Um, but it's I get it confused with something as well. There's another set of movies like this. Well, movie. there are four of them. So No, but there's, there's something else that I confuse. We are with. watching the first one, by the way, not the right sequel yeah. this good, time. Good, good, good. First right one. Yeah. Now, here's your millionaire question. Okay. The film was directed by Richard Donner. Which what other film which we have covered Ugh. did he direct? I don't know. A The Warriors. Oh. B Superman. C Predator. D American Psycho. I'm gonna say The Warriors just because he directed awesome. Superman. Richard Donner directed Lethal Weapon and directed Superman. If you're listening to this thinking, how stupid is this bloke? You only did that four weeks ago. Listen, I just don't have a good memory. Richard okay? Donner, I told you, mate. You I told you. to remember what my iPhone we're up to. Okay. Is it what, 14, 13? I think what we're up, up to 14. 14 yeah. coming up soon. All right. Well, that was Aliens. I'm glad you've finally seen that and appreciated it for what it is. It's yep. an action movie, the storyline and all that. So um, I'm glad that you at least got, got to that through that part Absolutely. of it. I, I do recommend, though, you're watching the special edition. Okay. If you're going to watch it with Jacko, How on the brutal is the first one? Uh, not as brutal as that one. What? The first, the first one is all implied. And again, you don't see so the alien. So it's not really a horror in that well, sense. Well, it is, yeah. There's sort of, it's creepy. There's sort of things are coming out and it's... It's but this the, is the alien. Brutal. Yeah, this is more physically violent, but the other one is sort of more psychological and sort of horror. Oh, okay. Yeah. So the first one, if you want to do the double, watch Alien and then watch Aliens Special Edition. Okay. Yeah. And the first one, great movie, but I, I thought you would appreciate more the roller coaster. I appreciate. Oh, ride, actually, it's yeah. funny because I appreciate now, as I've said several times, I appreciate how well this is done. Yeah. as a sequel that doesn't require the original. I think yeah. that's fascinating. I reckon that's critical too because I think a lot of – Fox would have thought, you know what, a lot of people might not have seen the first one, yeah. so this has got to be a almost a standalone, which yes. it kind of is. It okay. does reference other stuff, yeah. but it can stand alone. Yeah. And there are, by the way, two other movies after this. There's Alien 3 uh, and then Alien Resurrection. And? And then there's Alien versus Predator. Alien versus Predator. Would you believe they get the aliens against the Predators? You know, Predator? Not the, the Predator AVP, from our thing. Alien versus Predator. The, the species. They get them together. There's two movies of those. So are we recommending Alien 3? Yeah, Alien 3 is awesome. Well, Alien 3 was directed by David Fincher. One of his first movies he directed. Great movie. And then Alien Resurrection is directed by a French director. I can't remember his name. Villeneuve, I think his name is. Spoiler alert. And, uh, Alien I, dies in three yeah. and resurrects in four. Well, no, it's not a, It's not Alien that resurrects. Yeah, it's it's, uh, it's actually one of the characters, but I won't give that away. Yeah. Oh, spoiler. Yeah, so definitely worth a look. But glad <laughs> you are in the alien world now, Trev. Uh, let's, uh, let's talk next week about Lethal Weapon. Thanks, mate. Bring it on.